folks, how's it going? I'm your host, Benjamin Green. Thanks for tuning into the show today. Um, I don't know how many of you still join me here with my sporadic uploading schedule, but that should hopefully be getting better here shortly. The last episode I recorded, I talked about how politics and actually just modern society in general leave me feeling very tired and exhausted. And I've been trying to nail down exactly what makes me feel that way, and I'm still not entirely sure. But I was ready to record another episode because I think I figured out what was wearing me down about politics. If you've followed this show or my personal life on Twitter, um, over the last couple years, you know that I've had these periods of feeling a little bit burned out on politics, and I never really understood why the people around me didn't feel the same way. And for a period of time, I would get fired up about issues like taxes or the size of the government or Second Amendment rights, and and, and then eventually we'd come to a point where my... It wasn't that my interest in it faded, it was that my passion behind it faded. And as a whole, I really feel like in politics right now, there's nothing worth fighting for. Like, what I mean by that is that the the things that battles are waged over right now by and large, aren't things that matter. And there are exceptions to that. But honestly, if my tax rate is 50%, if the government decided that tomorrow they were going to tax 50% of my income, I'd be upset about it. But you know what? I'd go about and live my life. And I wouldn't feel the need to fight for that. And I'm not saying everyone needs to agree with me on this. I'm just sharing the way I'm looking at it. Um, And so a lot of the issues that other people who call themselves conservative or for a while I was a libertarian, a lot of the other issues people and my friends would get fired up about, I would for a short time and then it would just fade. And when I started to get tired of that, I turned local, and I thought that that would fix it, because, you know, local politics, one of the best things about it is it's very high impact. Every decision, there's there's um, really tangible effects to everything, and it was better, but it just still feels empty. And I, I, I was thinking recently about if I were on my deathbed, and I had lived a life in politics, and let's just say that I had had this impossibly perfect political conservative record. I had been mayor, and then governor, and then maybe served in one or both houses of Congress, and then become president. And let's just say every step of the way, I had had this incredibly amazing legacy. Um, so in my city, I had ushered in a new era of prosperity and everybody liked 
everything about the city and same at the state level. And then once I got up and I, w I became president of the United States in a 50 state victory. And during my tenure, I abolished the Federal Reserve. I ended the income tax. I brought back the gold standard. I abolished a whole bunch of federal departments, sending power back to the states. I was able to appoint a justice to fill every seat on the Supreme Court and filled it with nine originalists, so on, so forth. You, you get what I'm going with here. I had this impossibly perfect record, right? And I'm there on my deathbed. And I was just picturing myself there, and I was thinking, that's it? <laughs> All those things are good. Not a one of those things I just named is bad. But it feels so empty. Cue exhaustion. <laughs> so, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Emperor's Club. It's a movie, um, I don't know, it probably came out about like 2003 or so would be my guess. I don't know. It's a Kevin Klein movie. It's worth a watch and I won't give the plot of it away here. But one of the many good lessons that you can learn from that film is to focus on things that truly matter. And one of the things that plays a role in this film is discussion of the man, I believe they pronounce it Shudruk Nahunte, I think is how they say the name. Who was Shudruk Nahunte? You've probably never heard of him unless you've seen that movie, or maybe if you were a history major in college, I don't know. I've never heard of him outside of that movie. But he was the king of Elam. He amassed a large empire. He defeated many enemies. He established a dynasty that lasted for 40 years. That's it. 40 the Elamite Empire would be conquered by the Babylonian Empire. And Shudruk Nahunte, great conqueror and king, would end up forgotten by history. In the movie, they have this dramatic quote attributed to him about how he is the king of kings and stuff like that. I'm guessing that quote was fictitious for the movie, but if it's an accurate quote, then he was a guy with a big ego, <laughs> and uh, it's probably safe to assume that in his role he was a guy with a big ego, and he's largely forgotten. He had this powerful record of great accomplishments and success, and he hadn't accomplished anything lasting. So if I were on my deathbed with that political record I described before, I'd be confronted with the reality that I hadn't accomplished anything lasting. It might last longer than 40 years. My legacy might possibly last for, you know, hundreds of years. But eventually, against the winds of time, what is it? It's emptiness. The writer of Ecclesiastes put it, Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Everything in this world 
that's just a part of modern society, most of it is just empty. And we know there are a few things that are not empty. You know, people go back to family as being one of the most important things, and I agree with that, and that is something that's not empty. So we have this notion here of empty things and not empty things, and the modern conservative movement is by and large consumed with the empty things. And even the not empty things that we're passionate about, we go about them in, in empty ways. I'll, for, for instance, let's talk about abortion, because that's a hot-button topic right now with the retiring of Justice Kennedy and the appointment of Brett Kavanaugh to fill his seat on the Supreme Court. We have a whole movement... Decades of strategy built around getting a couple conservative justices on the court who are going to overturn Roe versus Wade. Okay, then what? If Roe versus Wade was overturned tomorrow, we'd have a whole bunch of states where abortion's still legal. Then what? What do we do? We have no strategy. We have no way of thinking about this, the the not empty way to handle the abortion issue is to create a pro-life culture. And you cannot create a pro-life culture through politics. So this is what brings about the great exhaustion in me. Maybe you're the same way. Just constantly being faced by the futility of everything. Even when you do things that high, have high impact, you end up long-term confronted by the non-lasting nature of human decisions. So I've been calling myself a conservative since I stopped calling myself a libertarian. I know some people don't like to label themselves, and I went through a phase like that. I've got a nice post on Medium from when I was going through a phase like that, burned out by the 2016 election. Uh, but I, I like labels. I think labels are useful. And I, I'm not in that phase anymore. And I've been calling myself a conservative since I stopped being a libertarian. But really, if I'm going to call myself a conservative, I need to believe in conservatism. Uh, it's dishonest, and I'm doing a disservice to you and to me if I'm calling myself a conservative and I don't believe in it. But you know what? I don't believe in what people call conservatism today. Sure, I want lower taxes. I think it'd be better for the economy to have lower taxes. I think income taxes are not typically a good idea. But you know what? I don't really care one way or the other. <laughs> and I mean, that's not entirely true because I do care. But some people, you know, they live and die for, for lower taxes. And I'm just not there. So if I'm going to believe in conservatism, 
The conservatism that I believe in has to be an ideology that has value beyond this current moment in American history and politics. It has to be an ideology that is timeless. It has to have existed from time immemorial and continue to exist as long as there is human life on this planet Earth. Otherwise, in my sight, it's worthless. <laughs> Maybe such a thing doesn't exist, but if it does exist, if there is such a thing as timeless conservatism, I am going to find it. And I want to invite you to join me on this journey as I look for that. I'm not going to get into too many specifics about what that's going to look like because every time I get into specifics on this show, it messes me up because I struggle with consistency and it is a vice, but I am working on it. So for you, dear listener, you need to know that Yesterday, I put up some foam in a, in a closet at my house. <laughs> Why do you need to know that? Well, because that foam in that closet is a podcasting studio in the making. And it's not done yet, but it will be just a little mini studio for me. If you've been listening and watching as my episodes get less and less consistent, I do not blame you if you're thinking I am going to drop off the face of the earth again like I did the first time around on this show. I have no intention of doing that. I am an imperfect and incredibly flawed person, so I cannot guarantee that it won't happen, but I intend to keep making this podcast. I do enjoy it. So I put some foam up. That's just a little sign for you to see my commitment to bringing episodes of this show to you. And for the foreseeable future, those episodes are going to be devoted to finding timeless conservatism, moving toward timelessness. And I hope that you will join with me on the way, and I hope that what we find is beneficial to us and to everybody. And that's all I have for today. I know it's a bit shorter, but um, I want to thank you for joining me because I don't even know, honestly, why you all listen to me, but some of you do, and I thank you for that, and it's humbling to me. If you would like to know more about me, maybe you just stumbled upon this show, you can hit me up on Twitter at BGreenAZ. And if you would like to know more about the Outset Network, which is the only reason this show is on the air, head on over to OutsetNetwork.com. There you will find other podcasts and commentary from a conservative perspective. Also, Outset, you can become a part of Outset. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Outset Network and help keep these shows and that commentary I mentioned on the internet for everyone to see. Thanks again for joining me today, and I will see you next time.